Anime Pulse, episode 578. Hello, I am your host, Joseph, bringing you another episode of Anime Pulse, joined, as always, by my co-host, Andrew Chan. Hello, cheers to you. Indeed, and this week we bring you yet another episode of news, previews for the fall 2018 season, and also, uh, you know, a little bit about what's been going on with us in our own lives. News previews and booze. Yes, yes, and uh, we are both partaking of something to drink. I am uh, actually drinking a, a carbonated beverage for the first time in years, Awayuki Sparkling Sake, which um, it may make me a little raspy and may, may make me a little burpy, so look forward to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. S- same sort of thing, but not because of a... I'm not drinking quite something as refined <laughs> or thematic as sake, but... Uh... Got myself some beer here. Although one of them is from Japan. It's Kirin. The second most popular beer from Japan, I suppose. So there you go. Not going to be drinking any beer while you're in uh, Hong Kong? I, I don't know about that. Um, ah, well, iffy nah, about that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Like It's about the prices and stuff. It's not as... The prices aren't quite as good, I think, there as is here. I can't, I can't tell. Maybe we'll see. But I'm gonna be with my parents for most of the time too, and I'm not, I'm not still a bit iffy about amongst, uh, you know, drinking with family. It's, it's more of my, my private thing. Who's ah. bad? That's like something an alcoholic would say. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm just Scottish, okay. I'm sure that's but, what they all say. Yeah, but yeah. Speaking of which, we are going to, I'm going to Hong Kong, so I'll be away for the next two weeks. So. Yeah. And I don't believe I'm going to be doing any show in the meantime, since there wasn't any kind of outcry for it when I first brought it up. So we'll just be uh, we'll be returning again in another couple weeks. Um, I know we just went on like a month hiatus, and we're just mm-hmm. coming back. And when we come back again, we'll be doing more previews. Still, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, that's just how it is. Sometimes uh, we did really good for the past year, so. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a, a legit amount of time. I mean, like, just over a month's worth for a whole year. That's not too bad. I think that's a good record. So yeah. Yeah. And plus, good. this is this is Andrew Chan's thing. You know, our last thing was actually kind of me spurring it forward, just being like, you know, I have to take a break because I have nothing to review. But this is Andrew Chan, and I have to give him his due credit as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. This time it's this is all my fault. There will be. There will actually be. You won't hear from me on even on the Discord this time. Even though I'm usually constantly active on it, so yeah, proper silence. Hope you guys all keep yourselves busy and uh, keep the the community going while I am away in my absence. But yeah, yeah. In fact, you could probably just post like a community question that will run for like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I I, I actually just got a really good suggestion from a uh, Shield Bro, so I think I will post that one up actually. So excellent. See, good, community, good we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're sending yep. us stuff, we'll, we'll incorporate it. Mm-hmm. So shall we go to the IRL new stuff, since we're kind of already doing that? <laughs> yes, indeed. <clears throat> so, IRL news, uh, what's been going on with me? Well, as people may remember, uh, last time I talked about how I was going to go see a uh, ENT, or Ears, Throat, and Nose Doctor, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that. I had my half day in the morning. I went and saw that doctor and <clears throat> she sprayed some 
nasty concoction in my nose, which numbed it so she could stick a camera uh, through my nose and look around in my throat and my uh, esophagus and inside my nose and whatnot. Mm. Poked around in my ears and she came out of it saying that, all right, well, you don't have an ear infection. So there's that. You don't have any infections at all, actually. So there's that. However, you do have some minor complications from when you did have an ear infection earlier this year. So your eustachian tubes, which are the tubes that run from your ears to your throat that help drain the ears, uh, they didn't properly clear when you had that infection, so they're still kind of gunked up. Uh, And she prescribed me some anti-inflammatory steroids to help with that, as well as some uh, nasal spray. Steroids will help with the gym. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't buy the nasal spray because that was $75 over the uh, counter. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I got, I got some nasal spray at home. I'll, I'll just use that. Thank you. Because my insurance didn't cover that. But it did cover everything else. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, got, uh, I did get the steroid medication, which I had to take a shit ton of it the first few uh, servings. <clears throat> but thankfully, I'm finally done taking like the giant proportions of it. Um, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it gives me a really dry throat and nose and mouth, so I'm I'm glad I'm reducing that. Okay. The other thing she said is that you also have what is known as silent reflux disease. I was like, ah, what's that? And she's like, all right, so you know how people get heartburn because their <clears throat> their stomach acids come up and then, you know it gives yeah. them a little heartburn feeling. Well. Unlike normal people who have the heartburn because the acids splash up against that one-way hatch that allows food in and not out, well, your hatch doesn't close properly, so the acids actually just shoot straight up through the hatch and onto your throat. Oh, So that's why you're constantly clearing your throat and why you feel a burning sensation back there. It's because your esophagus is being burned by stomach acid on a constant basis. So if, right, theoretically, it gets up to your throat. Theoretically, if you trained enough, you could spit acid? <laughs> yes, I could be, uh, I could be like Venom or something. Yeah, you could be like the alien or something, and you can melt faces. Just go, and just yep. like, yeah. Oh. Ridley Silver Scott's going to come after my ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be <laughs> the, next, the next alien film. Next alien versus predator. They'll team up with the alien to fight the predator. Right. Oh. But so overall, it's nothing super serious. You just like this is all sort of treatable and copable. I mean, kind of. So yeah, the silent reflux she gave me. uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see. So she gave me a drug called uh, omeprazole, which is a proton pump inhibitor. Basically, it prevents the uh, it prevents the production of the uh, the basically like the gastric acids that you know cause the the problems that I have. Well, uh-huh. <clears throat> there are some goods and some bads about that. So far, the steroids haven't done anything really negative to me, besides give me a dry mouth. The uh-huh. proton pump inhibitors, however, I've already—I was already taking one, um, which was a different kind of form of it. It's a magnesium one as opposed to this one, which is a higher uh-huh. dosage, and it's also not magnesium based. And it—it uh, uh, it helps 
keep it down, which I have noticed that the stomach acids have subsided and my throat doesn't need clearing quite as much. However, mm-hmm. you got to be careful when you take it. Now, way, way, way back in the past, when I was a kid back in high school, I did suffer from uh, partial kidney failure because I was Ooh. on a uh, protein diet, I or a protein okay. shake diet. I drank a bunch of the shakes. I didn't drink enough water, and so my kidneys got clogged oh. with all the protein powder, basically. And uh-huh. uh, they started shutting down on me. And that hurt oh, God. a lot. Yeah, I like, bet. A lot, a lot. If you've ever had kidney uh-huh. stones, take that and times it by 100. Oh, yeah. I know somebody who has had that. I heard apparently like it's it's about a similar sort of pain as like giving birth or some shit. Yeah, it's bad. it's because it's inside. It's like near your back on both sides. You can't do anything about it. Like you could, you know, down a bunch of ibuprofen and it's really not going to help that much because it's this dull grinding pain inside of you. That's almost like someone kicked you in the balls repeatedly. Ooh, and you just can't gonna, do anything about it. Yeah. It, it hurts. Especially from, your school, especially from your school days. That'll traumatize you. Yeah. And that one of the like, yeah. negatives that this medication has is that it does cause kidney or renal failure and uh, kidney complications. Mm. Well, I've already gone through partial kidney failure. And on Saturday, I went for my walk. You're supposed to take the stuff about half an hour ahead of time before you eat. I took about an uh-huh. hour, an hour and 15 minutes ahead of time. Okay. And when I was at Subway, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my kidneys hurt. Oh, oh. And I started like almost wanting to double over in pain. And I was like, I remember this pain. I remember it all too well. This is not good. And I almost called my old yeah. man to pick me up from the Subway to take me to the hospital. But I kept just sitting there and not trying to focus on it. I was doing my review for uh, High Score Girl. I was like, I got to finish this. So I got through it. And then I was like, I'm going to walk back home. And hopefully the fresh air, the walking and all that will help. The first half of the journey was arduous. It hurt a lot. The second half, it started letting up. So I think what happened is that I did take the pills on an empty stomach and they sat around for too long. And it probably fucked my kidneys a little bit. So not going to do that again. Um yeah that sucked so i've learned my lesson now where it's i have to i basically i'm gonna just take the stuff when i'm eating i know it's just to take it like 30 minutes ahead of time i'm gonna just take it right before i eat yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i don't need (laughs) i don't need to suffer from kidney failure completely and then end up in the hospital like our dearly departed tc who basically had oh dear oh yeah partially the same thing where his organs start failing and i don't need that to happen with me i definitely don't want that to happen because that is something that you don't recover from yeah um, kudos on being able to write a review through that by the way oh it was like i was it was almost hysterical in that part like if you'd seen my face i was like sweating bullets and i was like must finish review must make it through for the show Wow, that's that's his dedication there, that ladies is, and gentlemen. That's right. As pure, yep, passion yeah. at work. I I am the flag bearer, running through the hail of bullets, bringing you mm-hmm. the reviews and the latest topics from anime. I will make it to the other side and plant my flag firmly in the ground of the enemy. Yes, I I would have hummed the national anthem if I knew it. Oh, da na 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 na. That's not enough. <laughs> That's not. 
Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> it's is that not American? It, yeah, it not is American, American though. <clears throat> oh, that's not the national anthem? Shit. Oh, no, wait. Um, wait, which it? one? It sounded like Shit. you were doing the New Year's song. Oh, um... Da-na-na, da-na-na. Is no, that okay, it? yeah, you're that, you're okay. doing the right song. Okay, I, okay I thought, great. Fine, I thought you were doing yeah, the... Uh, I thought you were doing the... <laughs> The New All Year's Day side? song, yeah. Oh, no, no, I wasn't doing all that. Oh, that's funny. No, no, I wasn't doing all that side. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, besides that, uh, did you enjoy the rest of your day off, I suppose, or your... Yeah, my, off, or this has know? been my four-day weekend. Uh, I've been all right so far. Monday, I actually got my upgraded phone. I spent a shit ton of money on Friday. Um because mm-hmm. I did the phone upgrade. I did my shopping that day as well. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but going back a little bit, I went to family night on Thursday. I had a oh. um, a, uh, a, chi- a chaz- queso, uh, chorizo, a chorizo chicken, crispy chicken sandwich. Because we went to uh, Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> And it was good. I liked it. It was delicious. I had a great conversation with the family. It was good. Um, Probably won't be seeing them again for a while just because this is my last free week I've got uh, until like Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Thanksgiving too long from now. Yeah. But then on Friday, I did uh, did get my phone. So I now have a... uh, I had the Brigade first, but now I have the... uh, DuraForce Pro, um, which it's a bigger oh. phone, it's more powerful, it's got a better camera. Um, it does have a thing Shit. with its case My not completely closing, which I'm a little annoyed about that they sold me this supposedly new phone and it's uh, not closing properly. Just this uh, tiny uh, little, like, one itsy bitsy little hook unlatch is not closing yeah, properly. Went, but I'm not too worried about that because I'm pretty happy with the phone so far. I've done all the different little tweaks to it to make it my own again, change the uh, change the ringtone again back to the ending song from Portal 2. And I also changed back the notifications uh, sound effect to Navi from uh, uh, from uh, any Link game ever. Or Zelda game ever. So anytime like you text me, she's just like, hey, listen. And, uh, yeah, let's see here. So, yeah, let's see. So we got that, uh, we got the phone. I got everything else. I've got the, uh, let's see, Saturday I went for the walk. almost died from my partial kidney failure, failure again. And uh, now I'm back here. And uh, I don't think there's anything else crazy going on. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Andrew has uh, disappeared. Oh no, we're all alone. I'm just gonna keep recording here. Yep. Hey, hey finally he's back. Sandra the bitch. Did you keep it recording? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, good. I think I put a message in there using my 4G from my phone. <laughs> I so. saw it. Fantastic. <clears throat> Fantastic. Okay, cool. Right. What were you saying? Sorry, when we were cutting off? 
Uh, yeah, so I was just talking about my phone, getting that, and yada, yada and so forth, but basically I was done, so oh, over to oh, you. okay. All right, over to me. <clears throat> uh, so I'm in Scotland, which is apparent by my internet disconnection. Internet here can be a little bit janky, you know, <clears throat> even though we pay for, the, uh, for Sky, one of the more expensive internet service providers you can get here, it's still kind of shite. But uh, yeah, while I am in Scotland, I'm here to visit family, but also attend... Most topically, Scotland loves animation, or Scotland loves anime as it's become, because people weren't really interested in so much the animation portion, but just the anime side of it, you know, the fact that it's from Japan and shit. So we have a few movies this year, I went to go see quite a few, and it's all over now, for me anyway. Um, There were a bunch of movies, the first one we went to go see was a new movie from, not Kyoto Animation, fuck, uh, A1 Pictured called I Wanna Eat Your Pancreas. <clears throat> which is a romantic um, drama film made by them. It's, um, it's all right. And then uh, I'll probably talk about it later. Uh, then uh, there were three movies yesterday. One of them was called Penguin Highway, which actually turned out to be surprisingly good. More on that some other time. Uh, then there was a new headliner film by Mamoru Hasoda, who makes uh, The Girl Who Left For Time, Wolf Children, all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a film called Mirai, which turned out to be kind of good. I I kind I think Penguin Highway was better. But what was interesting about Mirai is it's it's kind of not his usual sort of more movie movie kind of movies. It was more like about a kid growing up and stuff, but like from a very young age, like early steps in life. And um, it was one of those films that when I first left it, I I didn't think it was that great. Yes, I had a certain slice of life, but not in the slice of life that you typically get from anime, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's a little bit more real, but, uh, you know, I don't know And I'd say it. Because, like, Slice of Life these days, these days doesn't really mean much in the context of anime, if you know what I mean. Um, but it's one of those animes that I left thinking that it wasn't all that great, but the longer I left to sit on it, the better it feels in my mind. It's really weird. When I first left it, I thought, meh, when I f- but the longer I let it sink, it kind of works better for some reason. And then the last wait, and then the last film of the yesterday was the Boku no Hero Academia movie, which, by the way, you and me would be really disappointed because it features very little of uh, Froppy. By the way, she she kind of gets gypped in showings in it, so that's kind of a does a uh, Gravity Girl get like a lot more screen time or something? She gets more screen time, yeah, because uh, like basically okay. they focus on like um, three of the heroines get a showing: uh, Gravity Girl, the girl who can create shit. You know, the I can't remember her name. Yeah, the ninja you know, chick with, like, the big breasts, yeah. okay. Yeah, she makes stuff, and then there's also the earphone jack girl. Those three mm-hmm. girls get the most screen time. The bug girl, the frog girl, and invisible girl get basically very little to no screen time, which is a shame. They don't get to show up much. The biggest tragedy being Froppy, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, Best yeah. girl. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So yeah, that that one was uh, it was just another basically another shonen movie. Um, again, I'll probably have more time to talk about these at some point when I get to reviewing them. Uh, and then the last film I just went to go see today was more of a shoujo show, uh, that goes by the name. It's not showing up on the fucking website. Something about Miss Modern, uh, whatever. And uh, yeah, oh, it's called High Caro. That's the one. And. Uh, it was alright. It's it's basically based on a manga from the 1970s. So it's very old-fashioned shoujo style, but with a more modern, uh, clean look to it, because it was just made last year. But 
this was the UK premiere. It first showed in Germany last year or something or some shit. So there you go. Overall, this year has been quite a good uh, film festival. Better than last year, I reckon, because last year only had really one great movie. So good so far. And I think that's about it. I'm going to Hong Kong next week, but you know, that's <laughs> it's not. Yeah, really we already news talked about that. Week. Yeah, exactly. We kind of already. Yeah, so. There we go. That's that's all my RL news, really, to be honest. Scott Loves Anime. Good movies and stuff. So many movies to watch in one day, though. It's pretty tiring, actually. Um, and uh, you have to ration out your drink because I'm driving afterwards, so I can't really, you know, drink much during the movies themselves. And That's one of my favorite ways to consume anime is on, when I'm on the bevs. So we can go to community stuff, I suppose. Um, okay. And we got w- one comment, I think. Yes, yeah, we do comment. have one comment. Yep, one comment by Yotaro Veg, who says, as on episode 576, fall previews number one, who says, you'd be surprised how many African names sound like Japanese names. Uh, Maybe David Ninjoku, I don't actually know how to pronounce that, maybe it's it's a silent J, maybe it's Noku, got his name, got into anime because his name, his last name rhymes with Goku. Football players seem to love Dragon Ball. And then he has this link to... Now, I don't mean to stereotype too much, right? But, yeah, a lot of, like... <laughs> He's... Okay, the, the tweet he sent me has, like, a, a gif of, like, um, NFL players doing um anime poses, I think. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Uh, So... Yeah, I don't mean to stereotype too much, but yeah, a lot of the a lot of the people I know that are like the more jockish types are into their Shonen Jump anime. They love their One Piece, they love their Naruto, they love their Bleach, you know, Dragon Ball, of course. So yeah, I could I could definitely see sports fans being that sort of crowd. Uh, and that does it really for comments. Um, yeah, for the intro, I suppose. Hmm? What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just one, just one this week. So yeah, just one. So that uh, goes us on to the foreign topics expediently on we have a few updates on the first impressions one so that's anime that had really good first episodes uh this one came in actually just shy of being able to make it for our recording on the sunday actually it's a bit too late he said it's by black magic 4444 who says for me it would be gatekeepers 21 never heard of this anime the bleak world it portrays caught me off guard especially in contrast to its prequel series where they're with their parents so i've never heard of gatekeepers have you Gatekeepers? No, yeah, I think so. I've never heard of this anime. Gatekeepers twenty one, apparently. Gatekeepers twenty one. Nope. No, I've not seen this anime before. Looking at it, it does not look familiar to me. <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll have to look into this later. Apparently, it has a really good first episode, according to him. Or at least twenty one seems to be a sequel. Um, and then the next, uh, the last entry for that topic comes in from Yotaro Vegeta, who says, I think Full Metal Alchemist has a great first episode. Instead of immediately going with the, yay, we're on an adventure route, we start off with the tragic circumstances which led Ed to become a state alchemist. Then you get your action, and you get your first mention of the Philosopher's Stone, which becomes important for future events. Action, heart, and tragedy. You get the full breadth of the show in the pilot episode. Another very good example. I'm sure Brotherhood <clears throat> keeps up to that standard, though I've yet to touch Brotherhood. So, and although I hear it's one of the best ever. So. 
Uh, that brings us to this week's form topic, which is rules tinted. Basically, whenever you browse around people in the forums and stuff, or whatever topics they do happen to bring up, uh, a lot of people seem to have a fondness for 80s or old-fashioned anime. So I was talking, you know, so they seem to really have a fondness for those kind of older anime. And I was thinking, like, are there any anime that people, you know, think all that aside hasn't aged very well? And that's the question for this week. And so our first answer comes in from user Zaldera, who says, I might know a few, including some controversial choices, despite them being favourites of mine personally. The first one is Neon Genesis Evangelion. He says, it's a seminal classic and required viewing, but it's spoiled by a few flaws, including the odd pacing in places, indecipherable psychobabbles, pseudo-religious imagery, and that infamous no-remaining-budget ending. The received the perceived sexualization of 14-year-olds doesn't sit well with today's society as well. Also, any deeper meaning of the original is partially negated by Gainax constantly using the franchise as a merchandise vehicle now, and that was before the rebuilds movies were released as much as I enjoyed them. Uh, then he says, Bubblegum Crisis 2033, who says, Oh dear, as much as I love the series, again, the pacing was somewhat problematic due to the way the studio's politics and rights disputes messed up the production of the series, even shortening the intended length. Also, despite the cool mecha and power armor designs, you can see where some of the budget was cut back. Also, again, pacing wasn't all that great due to the fragmented nature of the production, and you had to wonder about some of the possible incest undertones and pervertedness with one of the female lead Leeds brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, burn up with <clears throat> burn up excess. Uh, oh dear, original burn up OVA wasn't great even back in the day, so I hear it's anecdotally, but possibly much to my embarrassment, I own the DVDs of the two. Very loosely based uh, follow ups, burn up with and burn up excess. Impossible boob physics and character designs excuses the show to as much as the female skin as possible and oh, exposes the female. Wait, Excuses to show as oh excuses to show as much female skin as possible and a resident male pervert who probably should be pulled up in front of a disciplinary panel are but a few of the prob- uh, reasons why burn up with excess age badly. It's meant to be funny, but looking back, it's retro- retrospectively, it's pretty awful in terms of plot and character design, and ultimately, it's cringe worthiness and not good cringe either. Mean uh, I have to condemn it in this list, and then lastly, he puts in Maho Romantic. Maho romantic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it says anime robot boobs or lack thereof. That is all. Oh, and one pervert teacher. Oh dear. Perverted thoughts are bad. Okay. So it seems to be this maid anime. He doesn't say anything else about it. Yep. It's she's a robot maid. Robot maid. Okay. Some old ass maid robot thing. Apparently that hasn't aged well. <clears throat> uh, and I. This looks to be the last entry we have for this week. By Yotaru Vegeta. Uh, you'll have to refresh. Said. We got. We oh. got a few more in. Oh. Yeah. Do, do I? Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'll do it after I read this. Yotaru Vegeta who says, wow, that gif, it's golden. What gif did I use this week? Oh, golden okay. boy. Oh, yeah. right, I did. <laughs> I, don't know. I just looked up old ass anime gif and it came up. So at first this would be hard to answer, but then I was stuck with what I know. <clears throat> I find it so funny that anyone would say that DBZ has better animation than Super. Definitely is the old man yelling at young whippersnappers. I disagree, <clears throat> personally. While I love Dragon Ball Z's dear, uh, dearly, there are many animation <clears throat> flubs and shortcuts in that series, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to bother arguing it here. This animation and animation flub or any, of anything, I just wanted to share a random GIF. So he shows he shares a GIF 
of um like a chop to kid trunks that apparently looks really off to him. That's okay. uh, it's Gohan giving a yeah chopping him yeah. Problem. But he's, he just wanted to show a random gift. That's all. He just wanted oh, to be on okay, the okay. gift. That's not the animation <clears> flop. <throat> I was wondering, like, is that really that, that much of a flop? Um, okay, oh, so so we do have... I refreshed the page now. We have a bunch of new posts here. Wow, cool. Yeah, uh, so we've got Black Magic. Yeah, who says, I would have to say The Fate Stay Night by Studio Dean in terms of just everything. The story is bad and the animation quality is below subpar. I see. I've heard a lot of people from the Fate Stay fan base tell me that I shouldn't start with Stay Night, even though that's the one I hear about the most. Yeah, uh, that's, now, that's the yeah, reason so. why I never got into all the other Fate Stays is because, yeah. or the other Fates, just because of Fate Stay Night, and it's like, yeah, that's that's why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, answering Black Magic, it's not like it had to be eighty stuff. It's just that I heard, you know, when most people talk about anime, they like like in the past so i was like oh i love my 80s anime like that usually seems to be the safe stuff um and then the next post comes in from illicit material it says <laughs> definitely girls bravo i remember this was somehow the first etchy show i ever came across and i thought this was the most amazing thing in the world i was like <laughs> 11 or 12 when i watched it uh, and i was hoping for some nostalgia a few years back and tried to watch it again it was not as good as i thought yep. at all so yeah, oh, well, you sound that you can relate. So would yeah, you I, I uh, that was a thing where I I was going to the uh, the Barnes and Nobles back in the day, even oh. the Borders store, and oh. I was reading through Girls Bravo, uh-huh. um, and then I was like, oh boy, I want to check out the anime. Uh huh. And uh, that was about. 20 no it's 20 uh, it was like 10 years later i was like oh, i'll check out the anime oh uh-huh. that did not age well <laughs> oh no. boy no it's still no. on my backlog though i'll eventually get around to it but boy is it gonna be oh it's gonna be overripe okay so i can expect to review once you do get around to it yeah i'll, I'll be reviewing at some point okay cool 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 i'll look <clears> forward <throat> to that all right, so we'll we'll see what your verdict is on that. Now it's been mentioned by illicit material, and then our last our last and final entry comes in from Rampant AI, who says, "Before the '90s, a lot of Japanese animation has had involved has evolved to quite the detailed mm. and elaborate artwork, but the number of tween frames were severely lacking, barely sufficient in number, and made for choppy action. But with the increased use of computer assisted animation tools, their anim- anime ha- uh, rapidly improved." Then Flash began to infect Western and Eastern animation and became abused as xerography adversely affected the West in the 60s and 70s. Cell rendered 3D CGI also is easily abused. It usually takes a while for studios to adapt to learn how to abuse new tools, but anime has benefited greatly from better tech. So it's a more industry insightful sort of answer to this question Uh, that's brought up. Basically, like the choppy CGI and taking it as the uh, stuff that hasn't aged well in terms of the anime industry. So, uh, yeah, I think that does it for the last answer. Thanks everybody for your input. What about you, uh, Joseph, with your most well, answer? Uh, the most I can think of right now um, are actually two anime I've reviewed not too long ago on the show. So, Deers and Happy Lesson, uh, both. Oh, yeah. Older anime both did not age at well at all. No, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, especially the, Happy Lessons. Oh, I, I, Happy Lessons worse. I remember you gave that one a Netflix, and then the other one just survived. Wait, that one just survived to burn it, didn't it? So yeah, I yeah, it was that. just above a burn it. Um, just because you know, just because of those two characters saved it. Um, but Deers mm-hmm. did better. But still, the animation for both was just not great. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. rom coms back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. you can't find too many ones that still stand the test of time. Yeah. And I mean, I guess this point was partially brought up during um, Yotaru's answer. But, you know, a lot of people are prone to say, like, oh, yeah, the anime I grew up with was the best. But, you know, it wasn't all great. You know, when you look at it as a whole along the spectrum, like, <clears throat> a lot of the comedy wasn't as funny back then. And some, a lot of the, it wasn't as punchy. And a lot of the animation wasn't quite there as well. So. Not, not. That's not to discount the, the actual heavy hitters that are uh, industry-defining. But, uh, yeah. So, your answer would be Deers and uh, Happy Lesson. Any others? Uh, none that I can think of right now. Those are the two that came off right off the top of my head. Like, I tried to think of some older animes. You know, I was like, oh, what else is really old? But then, like, when I think about old, all that comes to mind is stuff that I like. Mm. Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's good. It's good that your brain can, like, you know, discount the stuff that, you know, isn't so good and just remembers the, uh, the great stuff, you know. It's, it's not, it's not worth wasting valuable megabytes of data on that, you know. Stuff that needs to be forgotten. But, okay, in keeping with the usual tradition to the foreign topics of the week, I actually didn't bother putting much time into thinking of an answer for myself, so I don't really have one. There probably is plenty if I put my mind to it, but I, I can't really think of one off the top of my head at the moment. Though there is one thing I have to do. I have to keep a promise that I actually said I was going to do two weeks ago um, to the user called that anime guy who was shown up here previously. Um, what's his name? I wanted to also highlight other... Because basically, if you haven't checked already, um, people who are not listening to this live, because most people who listen to this live actually do post on the forum topics, but... Um, the forums are kind of dead overall, besides, like, the topics that video game pulse <laughs> posts yep. and anime pulse posts. Um, so I thought I would give a shout-out because I was mentioned, you know, I was I was contacted by that anime guy who also puts out a fall, and you know, he puts, like, a seasonal anime forum um, post topic um, in the anime section of the forums, and I thought I'd give him a shout-out because he was, he was kind of debating whether or not to post it, um post out a topic this season because, you know, the um, participation has been going down bit by bit. So I thought I would at least, you know, acknowledge and, uh, you know, promote a little bit of those other topics that are on there that might go unnoticed otherwise. So he's put up a topic. He does put up topics every season that are mentioning, like, you know, summer 2018, spring 2018, now it's the fall 2018 one out um, that go out every season. And you could basically mention, you know, what seasonal anime you're keeping up with this season and, uh, you know, talk about them, what looks good to you, what looks bad to you. Um, I think it's good that there's other, you know, members of the community that are putting work into, you know, the discussion, you know, discussion of anime as a whole or whatever they decided to put to work in. I thought I'd give it some acknowledgement here. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to shout out at least before we move on. That's about it. Nice. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, I I felt the same way at one point when our we weren't getting anything here back when Rio was around. We were getting, uh-huh. like, no one posting anything on the comments section of the show. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know if it's worth doing anymore. Like, is anyone listening? Because I don't feel like it. But yeah, uh, ever I mean, since we, yeah. we switched over to Discord, obviously people listen. 
Um, mm-hmm. We do have some people who participate in the stuff that, you know, they they post their replies or their comments to the show because they'll know they'll get read on the show because, well, we don't have a lot to talk about. So if you do mm. comment, you probably end up on the show. Immortalized yeah, forever. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good amount of encouragement. It's like, you know, just posting <clears> something, it gets read out, you know, it gets acknowledged and, you know, broadcasted out to the download people who, you know, not necessarily aren't as many active listeners, but they're listeners nonetheless. So, you know, that's a thing. Um, it's good to get that participation because that's kind of one of the better things about being on the internet, you know, being online and being on a show is like, you know, the idea that you can get feedback and get like a community going. So I'm, I'm eager to kind of uh, keep building that up as we go along. So, <coughs> Oh, it's first cough of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Acid, acid spitting. Yeah, just you know, just trying to melt my uh, melt my hand. Uh, well, <clears throat> I believe that uh, does that uh, round us out for our community stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think we can go right into our uh, our industry news. And I will get us started since I have two and you have one uh, with my first piece of news here about um, uh, Sakuga Hokai or the term which is also known as Animation Collapse, which is currently uh, trending on Twitter. Basically, this is a reference to poor animation uh, within an anime, particularly when the production seems to be deteriorating each and every single episode oh dear the uh, term began trending however this time uh with a new anime that came out my sister my writer which i know you're looking forward to a lot and uh <laughs> yeah it has emoto twice in the title mm. well the twitter user by the name of uh uh, Shiro Maru 96 posted comparison images between the first episode and the second episode between all the different characters and oh boy there's uh there is some uh there is some degradation there oh yeah it's pretty apparent from the tweet alone yeah mm-hmm. yeah and as we looked into it the animation for this uh anime is being done by two studios both of them relatively new mm-hmm. one of them very new. In fact, this is the only thing that done animation for. And the other studio, um, was it KNH, NAH, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 NAS? I don't remember what it was NAS. NAZ, right. NAZ. Uh, yeah. Um, they've only done like, like a, not even a handful of other anime. And, you know, one of them was my, uh, my girlfriend, my first girlfriend is a gal or something like that. So, yeah. It also uh, didn't look that great either. You know? No, so no. it's like, ooh, that's not that's not promising, especially for something that I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch this, and you know, I'm wondering along with these fans that you know that the fans are uh, they began to wonder about the disparity in the quality of animation between episodes. A uh, few Twitter users responded with what they believe is the cause after seeing the credits for the anime's second episode. The anime production company, Bruru, is credited with key animation, in-between animation, in-between check, and finish animation for the episode. 
The company was initially only credited with in-between animation and finish animation for the episode. Multiple individual staffers are often credited with key animation rather than single companies. Uh-huh. Online companies or commenters did point out that Buru was founded as a finishing studio and later established production animation and photography departments. Twitter users have reported the company's Wikipedia page states that the animation and photography departments have since been dissolved, and the company's current focus is filling in between and finish animation requests from other companies. Some fans are speculating that a major part of the animation process for the second episode may actually have been outsourced overseas. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what we suspected as well. Like, too much outsourcing has been the problem with this. That's why it's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, so, the uh, anime actually adapts Seiji Ibisu's Ore ga suki nano wa imoto dakedo imoto janai, which is the one I love is my little sister, but she's not my she's not a little sister. Uh, the light novel series. Oh. The anime's planned early streaming of the first episode was actually canceled due to production issues. The series premiered on television in Japan on October 10th, and Crunchyroll streaming it, the series, thus far. Right. Okay. Which, uh, you know, you actually brought up the uh, whole issue with, like, another anime. You know, this is a case very similar to the animation where fans criticize Dynamic Chord as uh, last November. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just know. Yeah, Martin Martian, that one that didn't get, that got cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, that one got cancelled, Dynamic... So janky. Yeah. yeah. And Dynamic Chord also had this deteriorating animation every single episode Ooh. from the first episode, and it's like... That, yeah. uh, that kind of spells the death for an anime when you do that, because you get everyone's hopes up where it's like, alright, this isn't bad, it's not bad looking, you know? I'll stick around for the lols. And uh, then, forgiving, you know, yeah, the second sub comes around and slaps you upside the head with this shit animation. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What happened? Hello? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then your only hope, if you are still straggling on to the thirteenth episode to the end of the season, is like, hopefully they're saving all that budget for the finale. Like something big's gonna happen. But you know, if it doesn't come, then there'll be hell to pay. You know. I'd say yes. the moral of this story in particular, though, is there are two types of people. People who love their emotos and people who don't, I fit into the latter camp. But there's nobody, there's nobody that likes shit animation in anime. So, you know, you satisfy neither this way. That's the take-home message. Yeah, well, that, okay. uh, that does it for that piece. What do you, uh, what's your piece of news there, buddy? I've only got one, and it's about a breakup <laughs> between, you know... Popular streaming services, number one, number two. We got Funimation and Crunchyroll <clears throat> came together to do the partnership where they shared shows and everything was peachy keen. And they put things together on the service called Verve, which was available in America. I wasn't able to access it because I'm in the UK. But um, it allowed you to watch anime from both services and they shared shit and everything was nice and there were rainbows, and then nothing bad ever happened. But now, as of November the 9th, um, they're going to be dropping Funimation now on the Crunchyroll Verb service, and they're going to be bringing in High Dive instead. According to the CEO of Funimation, Gen Fukunaga, um, they left on good terms. 
Sorry. Okay. You left, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. You left on good terms. Uh, you don't have to worry about the currently airing stuff, such as Attack on Titan or My Hero Academia on Crunchyroll. <laughs> but there will be some anime affected in terms of broadcasting. Um, and some shows will only be available, for instance, uh, in their subbed form and no longer in their dubbed form. There's there's going to be a bunch of shifts around, but there will be um, announcements pending, so you'll be updated on that if you are um, subscribed to either service. According to... Um, you know, further information come up by Fukunaga. Part of it is due to the acquisition by Sony Pictures Entertainment of uh, Funimation Entertainment. Um, but they um, will also be going for their own sim- sort of simulcast sort of system, the same way that Crunchyroll has in terms of like releasing things around the same time. So it sounds to me more like they left and they're going to try and compete directly against Crunchyroll. As opposed to actually, you know, teaming up with them. So, to me, even though that's behind this business talk of like, oh, we left in good terms, everything is fine. It feels to me like more like, we're going to try and defeat you and take you over. You know what I mean? As the prime anime providing service. And Crunchyroll's like, you know, coupled in with High Dive because High Dive is like, pretty much like number five on the good, you know, well-known streaming anime services. You right. know, you already have uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, then you got Netflix that owns some anime, and then you got Amazon Prime, and now you have High Dive in number five. To me, at least, I don't know. Maybe it rates higher for other people, but yeah. Uh, and Funimation also expects to launch Funimation now and shit in United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, other territories such as that. And it also hopes to offer streaming service in non-English languages in the future for other locations. So... I, I guess they're going more with Sony's reach because, you know, Sony's quite a big company. So, there you go. Um, oh, no. Breakup of two country, two two companies, I mean. Whatever, two what countries. Do, yeah, two countries. Our special relationship is no longer so special. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Mommy and Daddy still love each other very much. They just... I'm sure. They're going their yeah. separate ways, honey. Exactly. I mean, it's nice to stay together because of the children, but we have to understand that they are also people, so. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there's that. Uh, I, do you care? I don't I don't really... I don't Honestly, know. I couldn't give a shit. I don't like Crunchyroll. They kind of burn their bridges with their whole... their shitty thing where they're like, pay us for the animation that we'll do, and, you know, and yeah. that stuff, and... Then, like, people, like, were calling out their bullshit, like, hey, your services aren't really legal. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Uh, How do we become legal? Okay, we'll team up with people that makes us look legal, and and we're, we're good now, right, people? Yeah. And people kind of, like, forgave them, but if you go back in their past, it's like Crunchyroll's still pretty sh- garbage. Funimation, yeah, I- you know, on the other hand, I wouldn't say they're terrible but you know no 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 but they're not above pushing agendas in their own dubs as well you yeah know? they, they yeah. won't go as far as to make their own anime that's really like trash out of their uh subscribers money but they they are they aren't above like changing the meaning of the anime that they are gonna dub so let's not forget know. what they did to Yu-Gi-Oh. Yugi oh boy that was, that was four that was four kids what that was 4Kids Entertainment that did Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. They're, they're, they're no longer a thing, though, so you don't have to worry about them. They did the One Piece dub and shit. Whew. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why no did I think that they were Funimation? Because uh, nowadays they, they may mix into each other, but I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, did four kids yeah, no. like dissolve? Four kids was miles worse. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. They did, they did the infamous One Piece dub, you know. Yep. Yep. They mm. they did a lot of changing to Yu Gi Oh. Is all I know is they censored a lot of the like original content. They took out like. There was like basically almost a rape scene in Yu-Gi-Oh. They took that out. Uh, they oh, changed. Oh yeah, with Taya. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Taya. Taya. They Taya, changed yeah. the uh, yeah. the wine to juice in the oh, anime. Oh yeah, they have, they, they're infamous for changing wine into different substances. They did that in multiple anime that they dubbed. Um, yeah. They uh, altered some dialogue here and there. Uh, there was a gun scene with Kaiba where like he mm-hmm. like is shooting out with other people and they but got rid of the point. Yeah, they yeah. just point. It's like you. <laughs> it's like what? What are you doing? Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's dumb, but it also created memes. <clears throat> you know, like rice balls are now called hamburgers and shit. You know. Oh yeah, I remember that in the the yeah. Pokemon. Like this is a mm-hmm. delicious PB and J's. See PB and J's. It's like just holding a rice ball. Yeah, it's so obviously hmm. not a fucking. Are you K Brock? I know uh, it's a little hard to see. Oh, <laughs> those mind. uh. Non-existent squinty eyes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. Yes. But yeah, that that's that story. I reckon that's that run its course. What about what about your next one? Yeah. So here's my last one here. Um, Hokkaido. It's a you know it's a place in Japan, and uh, turns out that their very first Krispy Kreme store opened up. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Krispy Kreme, you may not know it, donuts in Japan are actually kind of popular. Um, go figure, mm-hmm. fried foods and whatnot, you see it happening in the anime. Well, mm-hmm. a, uh, reporter was sent out about 10 minutes ahead of time to the Chitose Outlet Mall, Ria, uh-huh. where he was to go and, you know, participate in the grand opening. He showed up mm-hmm. where the mall was basically closed for the most part, except for what sounded like an oddly large crowd. As he approached the donut store's location, he could see that there was some activity, only that, uh, oh, he was about a couple hours late because a crowd of about 300 people were already waiting in line in front of him. Damn. Yeah, the store was scheduled to open at 10 a.m., and about 300 people had lined up hours ahead of time to get their hands on a Krispy Kreme donut. (laughs) Yes, it was such a, you know, such a big event that local medias were interviewing the managers and the employees and or asking people about their experiences with the Krispy Kreme donuts and recording the whole thing. You know, the uh, there was a, a big following for the donut theater, which if you don't know what a Krispy Kreme donut theater is, basically at a Krispy Kreme, you can peer in through the side what is normally like the waiting area and you can watch them make the donuts. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So you can see the manufactured process of them making batches and batches of donuts, which it's, you know, it kind of like hypes you up for the food itself because it looks fresh. It looks amazing. It kind of gives you that like childlike experience. Yeah. Experiential marketing, I believe it's called. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, at the end, the reporter was able to get his hands on a Krispy Kreme cup of coffee and donut, and uh, mm-hmm. he said that it was very comparable to any other kind of Krispy Kreme he's ever had. So uh, <laughs> I bet, yeah, yes. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's also, hopefully, this Krispy Kreme store will get a little bit of uh, breathing room as a second store is scheduled to open it November the 2nd in the capital city of Sapporo. Oh, okay, right. Is that, I, I guess that's where you get your Sapporo beer from, I guess? I guess. I guess so, right. I didn't realize they actually was named after the place. That's kind of cool. So, uh... Yeah, if you wanna wanna get your hands on a Krispy Kreme donut right now, though, you'll have to head on over to Hokkaido, uh, Chitose Shi, uh, Kari er, Kashi Wa Daimi Nami, one two one, uh, between the hours of ten a.m. and seven p.m. at the Krispy Kreme Donuts Chitose Outlet Mall Reina. So there That's you right. go, Japanese listeners that happen to speak English. And our listening right now are like, man, I had no idea about this donut shop that's in my own country that these American are American and one uh, Americaijin. Americaijin are yes are talking about. I had no idea. I'll go there now. Mm-hmm. They said that in in, in perfect English, like you just said there. That's, that's exactly how they said it. Oh, the crispy cream. Oh. <laughs> uh. Wonderful. It's like that's like uh if you ever saw the uh the live action huh? um Power Rangers that came out recently. Uh oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. So mm-hmm. during one part, um what's the 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 evil chick's name? Um Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa actually goes into a Krispy Kreme donut. She does, yeah, that's, that's during that's a sick, big yeah. boss battle. She enters yeah. it, sits down, and is eating a Krispy Kreme donut. And it's like Krispy Kreme to rule the world or something. And it's like, how much fucking money did Krispy Kreme pay this they, fucking studio? They paid it off. Like, like even the Power Rangers are mentioning, oh, we gotta save the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> definitely paid out the ass. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are really expanding by leaps and bounds, but yeah. Oh yeah, it was a good yeah. funny. It was funny in the movie at least, so it worked in context. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, uh, there you have it for that. That's uh, that's that's my donut news. Okay, cool. Donut news. So, uh, I guess that lets us move on to the re- previews. I suppose. Yes, indeed. Previews. Well, in a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. I'll be previewing two things here. I actually try to go with you and actually do a theme for once. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, starting off here, I'm going to be previewing Boarding School Juliet. Right. So, uh, if you ever read the, uh, ye old tale Romeo and Juliet, who hasn't? Well, let me tell you, I did many times over because colleges and high schools and middle schools love shoving that shit down your throat. Uh, uh-huh. You know, the, the enrapturing story of two fated lovers who end up killing each other in a sense of manner of speaking because there's distrust and, and anxiety and they're both and young. young and love. They're both like 13 or some shit. Both naive. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. we... Uh, cut to a school, a boarding school academy, where two rival countries known as the Black Dogs and the White Cats are facing off against each other. The White Cats are led by Juliet, 
and the Black Dogs, led by Romeo. And uh, they get into this big old tussle, the Black Cats and the White Dogs fighting each other. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, however, the Black Cats and the White Dogs both only have one female on each side. Juliet being the head leader female of the White Cats and the Black Dogs being led by Romeo. Ah. Well, Romeo and Juliet get into a fight themselves. Juliet uh, wields like a wooden sword and Romeo likes to kick. And uh, it doesn't seem like they're against, you know, actually going physical with one another, which is, you know, nice to see where a guy's not like, well, girl, I won't fight women where he, you know, he's actually, he does hold back and she brings it up. She's like, you're holding back against me. And he's like, I just can't get it. I just can't bring myself to really take you seriously. You know, you're a girl. What are you going to do? Oh dear. Yeah. Which she is always like, how could you say that? I tried so hard to be your perfect rival. <laughs> <laughs> then oh, uh, what appears to be like the perfects show up for the white cats and they kind of make everyone disperse. They even scare off the black dogs like, do you want me to say something to the black perfects? The black dog perfects? And, and you know, Romeo's like, oh shit, uh, no. And so they stop fighting and uh, Romeo is you know, mulling about and punching bricks and smashing pillars, as you do. And he's having an inner monologue where he's like, shit, shit, I can't take this anymore. This is terrible. Every time we meet, we're always fighting when it's the truth. I I love her. And thankfully, he doesn't break out into a musical or anything like that. But uh, yeah, Yeah. uh, quickly is revealed that Romeo is very much in love with Juliet. Yeah. Ever since he was a kid, he just couldn't express his feelings, you know. Yeah, he's cindery that way. Yeah, and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll do some reconnaissance. I'll check to see out how she maybe feels about me. So he heads over to a training center where Juliet is, you know, trading blows with fellow classmates in a uh, you know wooden sword competition. And she's talking about how, you know, she wants to have enough power to be able to change the world and stop fighting and whatnot, yada yada and so forth. Uh-huh. But she also seems to still be rather upset with Romeo. She's like, anytime I ever try to get serious with him, he never gets serious with me. It's so frustrating and I hate him so much. And, you know, Romeo's over there in the corner, over in like near a window listening. He's like, oh man, I really, I really screwed the pooch this time oh man i can't i can't bear i can't face her well uh it turns out that juliet doesn't hate the black dogs however as a few black dog children are actually caught uh trespassing on white cat property and Mm -hmm. they are you know basically berated by a few white cat members until juliet shows up she's like you know why did you do that you're really weak like why are you just like doing graffiti that's such a weak thing to do and then one of the kids actually like tries to punch her and runs headlong into her stomach and she's like see you do have it what it takes in you to to fight and you know she sends him along his way and eventually she then recognizes that uh now romeo is there listening in on the whole thing and then uh, of course he takes off before saying anything to juliet all flabbergasted and flubbered about uh, being caught. However, the uh, there are some other black dogs that are watching intently as Juliet is leaving and heading back to her dormitory on her own. They're talking about how she's alone now. She's vulnerable. We'll take her out. 
And uh, there's a odd bit of humor here and there as uh, uh, the the bad guys go to ambush her, and she turns around to see these two guys wearing plastic bags over their heads, who are like, "I can't see it, I can't breathe. Ah, where is Juliet? I can't see her." And like they're calling out each other by name, and she's like, uh, "Aren't you two black dogs?" And like, "Shit, we've been found out." And, like they take the black the plastic bags off their heads, and they try to attack her with a metal bat and. Uh, a steel pipe, and she just kicks them both. But uh, another guy pops out of a bush, sprays her with pepper spray, and then uses a box cutter to slit open her clothing. Oh no, it's her bra. Oh no, and they cover her mouth with tape. This is looking a little like after Pulse right now. What's what's going to happen? Oh, Romeo shows up, and he jumps, tackles Juliet through a rose bush. Not hurting mm-hmm. her at all, you know. And uh, pins her to the ground on the other side as the other black dogs take off because they're like, ah, oh, he's just trying to take all the credit, motherfucker. Is this one of those nah. things where, like, his hand accidentally ends up? Like... No, nothing. Oh, in oh. fact, he immediately gets off of her, but she starts crying anyways. And he ah. thinks again that I've really fucked up this time. Like, she was crying. Like, she thinks I assaulted her. My life is over with her. But luckily, he gets a letter from her. After he finishes beating the shit out of the black dogs who were looked like they were going to try to rape her. And uh, there she's like, all right, meet me by the fountain tonight. And he goes up to the fountain. She's there with two swords. And, and he's like, oh, f- uh, those, are, those are replicas, <laughs> right? Those aren't real swords. Ha 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 ha. And she's like, all right, so I'm going to give you a chance here. One, if you tell me you're actually going to try to assault me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Two... If you actually give me a reason why you're saving me, it's like, why? I'm your enemy. Why would you save me? And three, if you save me out of pity, I'm still going to fight you. And so he's like, all right, well, give me one of the swords. I'll fight you. So he gets a sword. They start dueling. And in the middle of their duel, he actually professes his love for her. That's right. First episode, he actually confesses. And it's not like covered up by fireworks or a passing train or anything like that. And it's not like she misunderstands him. He says it twice to her. He's like, I love you. Why do you think I take it so easy on you? It's because I am in, in love with you. And she's like, oh, how could you love me? We're, we're enemies. And it's like, ah, this is very Romeo and Juliet. And he's mm-hmm. like, but I just want to be with you no matter what. And she's like, all right, well, we'll be together, but it has to be a secret. And this is when I was like, oh, this is Romeo and Juliet. Ooh. Not, um, not, f- not f- my cup of tea. As oh. the very next morning, Romeo is, who is, you know, ecstatic. He's very happy. And he runs up to Juliet and he's like, oh, hey, Juliet, you want to walk, walk to school class together? And she's like, don't talk to me. And he's like, oh, no, was, was it just a dream? But then some of the other black dogs and white cats show up and he's like, oh, wait, that's right. We're out in public. She just doesn't want us to be seen with me. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And, you know, Juliet's giggling to herself. And so it's like, aha, it's Romeo and Juliet, but with boarding schools. And right. maybe not as much bloodshed or killing each other with poison. Hopefully Surely the teachers would interfere before that happens. Oh, well, it seems like setting. the teachers don't really do that much in this dormitory. It's more like the, all the kids have all the power. Ah, one of those skill systems. <laughs> yeah. <Tried> and tested. <laughs> yes. The most efficient skill system where the student council owns everything. Right. I got it. Got it. Yep. 
I mean, we saw that with the, the perfects who show up and they're just like, we're the best here. Even though you guys are the leaders, like, we'll fuck you over if, like, you try to do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, maybe they have, maybe, like, they got the, because you said mentioned that Juliet had a stick. Maybe they have the guns or some shit. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, cool. Yeah, it's, uh, animation's okay. Yeah. It's done by Lydon Films. Um, it's uh, yeah, Linden Linden Films. I haven't. I've heard of them. Linden Films. Linden Films. They, they did like uh, Berserk. Oh. Oh, oh wait, no. They wait, did. Is that, uh, is that a 2016 version that everyone hates? Uh, that was the 2016 version. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, they did like uh, Terraformars. Um. Uh huh. They did. Uh, let's see here. Killing Bites. They did uh, Phantom in the Twilight, um, that Layton Mysteries anime. All right, yeah. yeah That's going to be, okay. yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. So, uh, oh, the Heroic Legend of Arslan. <clears throat> oh, that's probably one of the more famous ones then, because everyone knows about that one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what do you, what so, do you think overall? <laughs> like, it was good, but, like, it's Romeo and Juliet, and I'm not... I didn't like that reading it as a kid. Oh, it, I don't really care for like where it's going with this one because it's very much, very much like, oh, we have to keep our love a secret. No one mm-hmm. can know. So it's like, nah, I'll, I'll skip. But on the plus side for you, <clears throat> I doubt they'll go through with the double suicide thing at the end, right? Yeah, I, I don't think the kids are gonna fucking. Like, oh no, I I kill I didn't kill myself. I'm just, you know, I'm paralyzed and then Roma's like, Oh I'll I can't yeah. I can't live anymore. I must I must kill myself and then Juliet's like, Ah, oh, I'm not dead. Romeo, wake up. Oh shit, Romeo's dead. Oh I'll stab myself in the stomach. Yeah, I doubt they'll go that far. So at least there's yep. that. Yeah. Yeah, and plus there was, you know, there's okay comedy, but at the same time, like I said, I'm just not into the whole Romeo and Juliet story. It's not for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So. Yep. And as our one of our listeners has pointed out, it's uh the manga's oh. not done. Um oh, I don't okay. know where the light novel, if there is one, is at, so maybe it probably won't end with like any kind of solidified ending and from what i saw of the preview of the next episode it looks like other girls show up so that's another oh. thing where it's like oh good not only does he love another you know does he love the enemy but now it's like oh we have these other girls who show up who totally want romeo's d and now he okay. has to yeah it has to compete with them because they're like we openly love you and he's like oh uh, and then Juliet's like i thought you loved me when he's like but i can't so say i love you out okay. in public yeah right so just kind of obvious stuff just to kind of like pad out the runtime pretty much then yeah um, it's romeo and juliet yep okay i can i can i can see why you're probably jumping ship now <laughs> yeah yep okay fair enough all right so shall we move along indeed Okay, so first one. Remember when uh, time travel was cool? So yeah. we got Rewrite Dead to- Tokigoe no Derrida, or also known as Rewrite Dead 
Derrida who leaps through time. It's a brand what new sci-fi. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a brand new sci-fi show put out by Geek Toys who have a, a long and illustrious portfolio of such works as Rewrite, Tokugyo no Derrida. And I, for one, think it's exciting to see fresh blood in the slaughterhouse of anime. But just as what I tends to happen with folk with little experience, there was that premature ejaculation, whereas Rewrite, Tokyo Tomare is already on its 7th episode this season, while most other shows that are currently airing are just about at their 3rd episode at this point. But anyways, how was it? The anime starts like any old JRPG, with a voice calling out to a girl called Mage. Now, the anime is going to pronounce her name Majo or something throughout all of this, but like, um, it's spelt Mage, so I'm just going to call her Mage for the rest of this preview. Okay. So she's waking from her sleep, and from what we can see, the voice appears to belong to <clears> some <throat> sort of painting. And there's also a clock sound, because, you know, clock imagery, because time is a factor in this anime. Anyway. TikTok. Yep, TikTok, TikTok, time travel and all that shit. Mage wakes up and cries before <clears throat> being told that she's has an appointment she'll be late for. But Mage replies to the voice before saying that he's always late anyways. The atmosphere is very bright and it kind of has like these glowing dust particles everywhere, kind of giving it a slightly fairy tale-esque kind of vibe to it. And then Mage makes it to the door where she sees a silhouette of a man who says that he's going to go back to the beginning. Um, and then the title kind of comes up for a second first thing and then we go back to presumably the past, which is also our future because it's the year 2050 where we have large building height bridges uh, chunky cars that are kind of like boxes but are like sci-fi-ish I guess and uh, we also have cyber signs I guess and yet we decided to go for a kind of classic European style with our city planning and with the architecture and also paved roads in the spaces for some reason. There's also our main main character Derrida driving um, to the <clears> city <throat> for some meeting and on the radio we get some foreshadowing of news that there's some sort of war going on. He walks for an office where some greet him and some folk look at him with a bit of concern before he walks into a private lab quarters and meets his glasses coon friend Nathan, asking him what Mage's favourite flower is. And Nathan's like, it's tuberculosis, and Derrida's like, that's not a flower. And together they go to see Donald Trump, and they're like, have you seen Terminator or iRobot? But this version of Trump is wearing a purple suit, so you know he ain't taking any of their shit. When he starts accusing Derrida of doing this to sabotage his father's work, Nathan steps in to help saying that Judgment Day can be prevented with a simple update to the program, but Donald Trump is tired of Windows 10 updates and turns them down. After that, Derrida is like, fuck it, let's go to your daughter's birthday party, I guess, and later that night, they arrive at Nathan's house, and are welcomed in by Mage, who looks like she's 10 years younger than she did in the start of the episode. Hmm. She's frolicking around, and Nathan's like, careful not to trip and get ketchup on your dress, to which she responds, that's why I'm wearing red, you tool. Anyways, it's time for presents, and here's where it kind of sank into me that the future looks kind of bleak. I mean, we're like 30 years into the future in this anime, and at best they can do for gifts is like a... tuberculosis and a pocket watch and she's very happy to receive those which is kind of depressing as well still (laughs) what kind of party would it be if it was just with your dad and his best mate 
So the doorbell rings and it turns out that she has a whole one other friend to join her, which is her own, her very own underappreciated glasses Chan, whose quirk is that she's that obnoxious person who constantly snaps photos of you without your consent. But this time her camera is shaped like a gun, so it made me think that she was actually going to shoot her at the start when she opened the door, which I could be so lucky. Isn't the future exciting? Anyways, later into the night, the two guys get drunk off Brandy, and Nathan's like, Remember back in college when you wrote about making a time machine? Time machine? It would be pure magic if we made one of those after stopping Skynet. And Derrida's like, nah. Then Derrida starts getting violent because Derrida leaves, but not before saying goodbye to Mage outside. And she tries to convince him to work with her dad on the time machine, but he says nah. Then Derrida meets his own dad to ask if he'll help him stop Skynet, but he says nah. Then later Derrida is driving with Nathan, but Nathan's shitty driver is a shitty driver and crashes the car, and then they are ambushed by Donald Trump and his men. The two car the, the car blows up, but not before Derrida escapes the car, Nathan implores him to look after Mage. And then Derrida, while hiding, lands into an underground lab complex, and then for no reason climbs into some capsule contraption. At, fir- at first I thought he did this on purpose because he knows what I was doing, but I was wrong because it seems that he's shocked when it locks up and it says that he's going to be put into cryostasis for 10 years. During this intermission, we see a mysterious girl walk over to the pod and place a pocket watch on the capsule. Ooh, who could this be? Anyways, Derrida wakes up while the credits show on screen, and it's foreshadowed the city is now in ruins, overrun by machines. So how was it? Um, it's kind of meh. I mean, it has the potential to become interesting, but this episode lacks the hook or ability to immerse you in its world, or be anything really interesting. When you're dealing with something that's in the future before even any time-traveling stuff happens, there's lots of room to imagine all sorts of sick shit, but robot servants and workers are really all they could kind of come up with here. Because the setting, uh, what's the same, wait, because the setting such as the housing is all traditional, even by today's standards. There's not enough time to get used to the status quo before shit hits the fan, which is good for the pacing, but shitty if you want, if you wanted to give a shit given how stereotypical everything is handled. The presentation is also very so-so for this kind of show. It isn't because of the birthday gift selections that makes me think that the future looks bleak, but you may award some leeway considering that the fact that the studio is, this is the first uh, project that the studio has undertaken, so you could, you know, you could give them a bit of leeway with that. Um, I'll give it a free episode look maybe at some point. Because I think it can turn out to be not because I can think you know not because I think it'll turn out to be great or anything. I'm just kind of curious at this point. So, yeah, that's uh, re ride Tokyo Tomari. <laughs> your uh, your previews are becoming even oh. more of a delight to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Cheers. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, my next one here, um, actually has a little bit to do with time travel as well, but, uh, it's very at the end of the episode, so, uh, my next preview here is of Ulysses' Jean d'Arc and the Alchemist's Knight. So, the anime opens up with a, uh, well, it appears to be, uh, we're in a war between France and England, and, uh... A town crier is going through a city announcing to the French, uh, for the French there, that the English are coming, or no, that, that's, yeah, the English are coming. Oh no, it's, it's terrible. Henry is going to fucking kill us all. 
And so uh, this uh, character who's running through the... There's a kid running through the streets. And uh, he has a sword in his hip and he runs into a bookshop and speaks to an old man who throws a book at him and says, you'll never be able to read that. And the kid's like, put down my tab and runs out of the store. Cut to a school where the kid is presently not present and some other girls are looking at his seat. Clearly, these are the uh, waifus of the uh, of choice and uh, <clears throat> you know mm-hmm. eventually they go and they track him down where he's at his room and he's re- trying to read one of the books and he talks about how he's gonna get the philosopher's stone because apparently he of all the books there he did not read full metal alchemist <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, yeah he's all about like i'm gonna end the war using alchemy while uh uh, Jean is uh, kind of, you know, Sean is one of his, uh, one of his, uh, I believe that was uh, the one of the girls. Oh yeah, who's there? Yep, and uh, she, uh, she's like, you know, like you should just become a knight, you know, train up, like you don't have good grades and whatnot. Like, why aren't you just doing anything? You should really just like stop it with this heresy. And yeah. he's like, ah, don't, don't, don't uh, believe any of that. I'll be able to do it. Well, <clears throat> um, by the way, our main character's name is uh, Monto, Montomarcy, Mon, Montmorcy, Montmorcy. You know that blonde mm-hmm. dude from, uh, uh huh, from Familiar of Zero. He's oh, like yeah. the. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Montemarcy, Monto. I think I've seen a picture of him. I've never watched that show, but I think I've seen an image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me guy, see if but... my. Let's see here. Mont Montmorency, something like that. Any hoozles. Um, he was an. Uh, if you go by historical stuff, he was a, a Baron de Rias was a knight and lord from Brit, Brittany, Anjou, and Poitou a leader in the French army, and a companion in arms of Jean d'Arc. Oh, okay. Right. Learn some history uh, His best known for his reputation and later conviction as a confessed serial killer of children. <laughs> oh. Pleasant. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Right. That, so, that yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, he still wants to learn how to make the Philosopher's Stone, and later that night, he is actually able to... Uh, meet up with all the different uh, girls who show up. One of them named Philip, who's the heir to the Burgundy household. And uh, Charlotte, who's the third daughter of the French royal family of the uh, Valois. And they all go to that night uh, into the forest looking for fairies, because apparently, uh, I'm going to call Momo. Momo, I was able to see fairies at the old man's library, where apparently he is convinced that if he can meet up with the fairies, they'll teach him how to make the Philosopher's Stone, because the old man won't. Well, they go there and they're ambushed by dastardly English soldiers. Damn them. Uh, Jean d'Arc is able to hold her own against the uh, one soldier who's fighting her, while Momo and uh, Philip and Charlotte are able to bullshit their way out of fighting the other English soldiers who totally are kind of holding back as uh, Momo throws a, basically what is a uh, concoction of 
pepper and salt into their uh, their faces, and uh-huh. uh, is then able to trick them into believing that he turned Philip into a berserker. <clears throat> but uh, that gives them just enough time for Jean d'Arc to kick the shit out of the other dude and go and knock out the other guys. <laughs> Huzzah! Well, they're all sitting around a campfire with the bad guys all bound up together. And uh, they're talking about how, like, we're always going to be friends forever. Like, we'll discover a way to end this war and we'll all survive. Totally not setting up any bad things here. And we all love mm-hmm. each other. We're all caring. Although, it's clear that Momo loves Jean d'Arc the most. Ha ha. We're just third wheels. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, after they make their little declaration of friendship with each other, the fairies being in the bushes watching them from afar, we see that uh, Jean d'Arc gets a letter. And the letter says, hey, you have to go to fight war now because you're a good fighter. And we need all the, you know, people we can get, including women, uh, including underage women, because you're only like 12, so uh, get out there, honey. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, like she, uh, yeah, she's called to the battlefield where apparently Henry himself uh, has decided to, to show up. Now, by the way, if you didn't know, this is the Hundred Years War that's going on. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, uh, the the uh, French kind of get fucked. And the English are able to win the battle, with Momo showing up to find Jean d'Arc's broken sword. Oh, no, she was killed, I think. But... Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe it. He thinks he can make her immortal. So he's goes back to the old man. Please, you have to help me. I have to make her immortal. And he's like, you know, if she becomes immortal, people will avoid her. She'll become a monster. He's like, all right, well, then turn me immortal and I'll save her. And he's like, listen, kid, I'm not going to teach you. Go away. And so uh, Momo runs off to go and try to learn himself how to make this philosopher's stone with the old man disappearing in a fog of smoke being like I thought I could just see you grow up to live in a world of naivety but no you're gonna have to become the dark killer or the, the dark uh, f- forget the name like the massacres or, or something like that and then uh, he disappears okay. so <clears throat> we cut back to Momo who's at uh, some room and is attempting a ritual with a stone that he so pilfered from the basement of his family's home, saying that it must be the Philosopher's Stone, because it's really old, and he found it in their basement, and, you know, it's magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he does a summoning ritual, he tries to call forth the uh, gates to, you know, bring back his brother from the, oh, sorry, wrong enemy, uh, to... <clears throat> bring back his mother from the dead. Uh, nope, still the wrong enemy. Uh, to get immortality? To save oh. his Jean d'Arc waifu? And at first nothing happens. He's like, shit. And he picks up the stone, and wouldn't you fucking know it, guess Edward Elric was a relative because, hey, he's got the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, and wow, Azeroth nice. appears, queen of the fairies and guardian of the Philosopher's Stone. And she's like, all right, bitch, you called me forth. You're going to be my little slut now. And he's like, okay. And she's like, oh, really? You're just going to take it up? And he's like, yeah, because, like, you're going to give me power and shit. Like, I, I want it. And I can use it to help protect stuff. And she's like, all right. Well, you have to eat the stone. 
and he's yeah and she's like but don't eat it like now it'll kill you you gotta boil it down turn it into a thing called the elixir and so he gets to work making the elixir hard watching of of you know a vial turn and heat up and he keeps watching it cut to morning and we see him still watching the vial which has now run out of flame and turned into a powder he falls backwards in his chair and he's like ah, I, I can't do it and Azeroth taunts him, says, that's just because you lack experience. And he's like, how long has it been? And she says, oh, about seven years. And as the camera pans back, oh, yes, Momo has aged about seven years. For some reason, in the time he was trying to make the elixir, he has aged seven years. In fact, it would look that his clothes have all become rather ragged. The room around him is also in worse wear. So, yeah. And then the anime just ends. Or the first huh. episode ends. So, color mm. me intrigued. Like, wow, a time skip? Like, seven years, too? Like, what happened? How did he maybe not realize, like, hey, I'm losing my time here? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. We got, uh, we got magic. We got a dude who sucks at swordplay, but is you know obsessed with uh, being an alchemist. We got Jean d'Arc who isn't being burned alive at the stake for being a heretic. Um, yeah, anyway. We got Queen of the Fairies. We got a couple other chicks who want to be waifu material, but probably I'll never be. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Jean d'Arc. Uh, sorry, that's not Jean d'Arc. Um, what am I thinking? Jeanne d'Arc, uh, she isn't, um, she's not oh. introduced uh, oh, okay. in the first episode. It's uh, Arthur de Richmont. So who was that person that you were referring to as Jeanne d'Arc the whole time this episode then? Uh, I thought it was because it was the blonde chick. Yeah. But so who, um, who is that? Uh, the chick was Ar- Arthur de Richmont, was the chick, uh, oh. his friend. Oh, okay. It was uh, Duke I, of Brittany I, I from... 1457, oh, okay. but, uh, you know, it's swapped, uh, uh, swapped, swapped genders fake, because, fake uh, Momo, style. yeah, swap genders, just like fake grand order style. Momo has a hard on for her and, you know, thinks that she's dead, but you know, he, he, but it's, it's very possible that she's not, I think she's not either because during one part we do see that she's being carted off in a, uh, uh, what looks to be an English owned carriage. So oh, yeah. possibly she was taken by Henry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know why I thought she was John de Arc, but uh, yeah, she's not John de Arc. She's Arthur de Richmont. Uh, Azeroth mm-hmm. is the queen of fairies, but um, she's actually the uh, Azeroth itself in demonology is the great Duke of Hell and the first hierarchy with uh, Bezelbud and Lucifer, part ah, of the evil so, trinity. So it's also being gender swapped. <clears throat> Yeah, because it's a male figure for the most part. Uh, Philip, who is also a gender swap character, was the Duke of Burgundy as Philip III from 1419 until his death. Uh, Charlotte is also a gender swap character who is uh, Charles VII, called the Victorious or Well Served King of France from 1422 to his death in 1461. There's a lot of gender swapping going on here. Yeah, there's a lot of gender swapping. Oh, I see. Bless okay. you. Thank you. 
So yeah, we got uh, we got gender swapping, fake grand order style. Um, we got uh, the Hundred Years War going on here. Um, no Giles, he hasn't shown up yet, but uh, maybe maybe Multomancy is uh, Giles in this one, who uh, in Fake Grand Order is basically a super friend of Jean d'Arc, ah, is known right. for being like a dark alchemist. So maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe. But maybe I am intrigued coming. by the uh, seven, uh, seven years time skip thing, and I'm okay. looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Right. So that's uh, continuing to watch for you. Yes, I will continue to watch it. Although I have seen a lot of people just saying, "What is this? It's just tits and ass." And it's like, well, I haven't seen much tits or ass yet. Just a bunch of kids. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. All right. See. See. <laughs> I look forward to hearing a report of whether it delivers on that aspect at least as well. I guess. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And I guess that takes us to the last preview of the day. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, following my rather last, uh, my rather loose theme of the day being shows that feature time travel, it's time for something <clears throat> completely different, which is Irozoku Sekai no Ashita Kara, or AKA. Iroduku, the world in colors. So the story is in the future, kind of like the other one. I'm not entirely sure what date. Uh, they probably mentioned it, but it's not super important because we're going to spend it. It shows the uh, 2078. Time. Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. Actually, fuck. She she does mention that she has a tool that she had to um, <laughs> keep incubated for 60 years. And she goes back to 2018. So that actually makes sense. All right, okay, yeah. 2078. So year 2078. But we're going to spend even less time in this current timeline than we did in the last show, but you'll see. Um, all I know is that in this future, we have fireworks that are pretty, I'm pretty sure are impossible physically in, a, in our time. Uh, we have also floating hologram screens and public clocks that look like Pokespots from Pokemon Go. And there's also this tinsy, incy-bincy extra detail that magic exists in this world. Uh, by the way, our main character, Hitomi, actually comes from a line of witches. Anyways... Hitomi is the is the withdrawn passive sort who suffers from some sort of ailment that prevents her from seeing colours. Though she used to be able to, and thus, she cannot enjoy the fireworks. Trying to convince her that she's not lonely trying to convince herself that she's not lonely while waiting for her grand to come meet her at a fireworks festival, it is sprung on her that she is predestined to be sent back in time to when the grand was in high school, probably meaning that there's something that she needs to do there or something or another or something. Uh, before Hitomi can voice much of an objection, she is sent off to a weird world where I guess it's supposed to be like the stream of time on a bus with a driver that kind of reminds me of the father from Azuma Gadayo. She bribes him with Pocky to let him get off, uh, to let her get off the bus, and I suppose it's clever marketing before she falls and hits the ground. Girl who lit through time style, I guess. Uh, though in this instance, she lands in the bedroom of some dude that uh, that she has to hide from before escaping from the window. Unfortunately, she is spotted leaving the window by future side characters and members of the Photography and Arts Club, uh, prematurely sparking a rumour that she is the secret girlfriend of Aoi, the person whose room she escaped from. The club later finds her wandering lost and escorts her to the magic shop that her family owns in this time, which is actually our year of 2018, which we now mentioned. Uh, what, what a time it is to be sent back to, I suppose. 2018, we've got everything going on. We got uh, Trump. We got <laughs> we got earthquakes. We got tsunamis. Name it. 
great year, great year to be sent back. You know, I don't actually know. Um, I I guess it'll be expanded upon why she had to be sent back in twenty eighteen. But you know, may, hopefully it's the latter part, and hopefully the best part of this year is yet to come. We can only <laughs> yeah. assume slash hope. Uh, at the shop, she is introduced to her great 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 grandmama and taken in because they all know about magic and shit and buy her story pretty easily. She unfortunately has to wait for her actual grand to arrive because she's studying abroad. But she has other concerns, such as an earring that accidentally came off while she was hiding in that guy's room. Now, while heading back to the house, she catches him with it in hand and follows him back to a park where he begins drawing on his tablet. And fascinatingly, she can see his drawings in colour. The experience is so visceral that she is carried away in what appears to be some sort of like colourful hallucination. But it ends right as she wanders in front of him, and their eyes meet, and then the credits roll. So... Uh, what we have here is one of those whimsical romance sort of stories at work here. Apparently, uh, apparent by the time travel having problems if you think about it. Uh, while being just as easily hand-waved by the presence that there's actually magic in this world. Um, a science fantasy in the realms of something like a certain magical index's world, and yet owed to its uh, art direction is miles more appearing to uh, miles more appearing to the eyes than the last show I just did. It's definitely more of a character focused sort of affair here and likely to delve somewhat into the more dramatic side of things uh, than much of a complex plot. But taking it as it is, as this sort of kind of drama show, character show, this actually may be worth a watch given that it may be one of the better looking of this type. Uh, this show is brought to us by PA Works After All, whom you may know from such works as Shiro Bako, Uma Musume, and Angel Beats. Also many, many more probably. Basically, regardless of my thoughts on the overall products they produce, um, I can comfortably say that the production values are constantly there with what they put out. And this rings true with this show. It's quite good looking after all. Perhaps I enjoyed it... Um, you know, no. Personally, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not a page turner, um, as like with Derrida, it doesn't really have much of a hook. Not that that tends to be the focus of this sort of show. And yet, while I have more of an idea where this one's going, I do find it more compelling, like the old again to its high, its high production values and presentation, and a pleasant, <clears throat> you know, although not complex from the start characters. So yeah, uh, pick this up if you want a more dreamy time travel experience than something like Soundscape. I haven't watched it, but I'd imagine this is something similar to maybe the sort of tone the show like Orange was going for. Um, I'll likely finishing it at some point. It's just really, you know, a matter of when and what time I have to to get around to it, really. But, you know, there's no rush. Oh, I worked the kind of time pun <laughs> into the ending there. <laughs> Hey, so yeah. that does it very much. Okie dokie. Well, you've uh, left through time a couple times now, and uh, yeah. we're finally at the end of our show. Yes, yep. after much mishaps. So <laughs> yes, that, uh, that little internet connection cost us, but that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll trim it down, I'll try to fix it. Thank you. If you are a live listener, good. If you are a live listener, you would have been a part of the whole debacle and listening to me hum and murmur to myself. Oh, did I miss that? I'm sorry, I missed that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You don't even need to pay. You you don't even need to really throw us any shekels uh, because uh, um, 
Well, actually, you do if you want to be the live listener, because mm-hmm. I send those uh, send those out. So you just you really just need to like join the site and whatnot too. Uh, you know, just yeah. sign just for the site, have too. your name there. You'll be able to get in there. Yep. Got a the forums. Yeah. Any hoozles? I believe that wraps things up here. So, uh, yeah, until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.